What? College matters. What? College, college matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma, Alma matters. matters. I'm going to give a shout out to Milano's Market, uh, mm-hmm. which is a deli real close by that has some of the best sandwiches in the city. I uh-huh. absolutely love it. And they are super supportive of all Columbia University students and Columbia Athletics too. So that's that that that's a that's a shameless plug for Milano Market, right? It's like my favorite spot in the whole damn city. Dominic Perkage is a graduate of Columbia University with a bachelor's degree in political science and government. Dominic grew up playing football in high school. He was in the National Honor Society. He was involved in mandatory community service in school. When time came for college, he was recruited to play football. Dominic joins us on our podcast to talk about his Columbia experience. Now, before we jump into the podcast, here are the high fives, five highlights from the podcast. Overall, it's been unbelievable, and that's why I'm, you know, I'm back at Columbia for grad school for round two, (laughs) because I absolutely loved my undergrad experience. And ultimately, Columbia, you know, people say, you know, you kind of just have this feeling, you know what I mean? When you're making a federal decision, you have that internal feeling. I kind of, I had that when I came to Columbia, and the city, I think, is what really pulled me in that direction. So the whole first sure. year, you're basically just, you know, it was, it was almost like you're wandering around the city and you're trying to get your bearings, but it's very difficult to. And then the second year, you kind of really come into your own, right? And you get a little more, you get more comfortable with the city. Um, and then obviously third and fourth years, you know, you feel like a, you know, you feel like a New Yorker. This, in the off season, we were just working out a lot, training. And mm-hmm. during the off season, since we have more time, and we're not as focused on, like, watching film, practicing and whatnot, we would pick up our course load. What are some of the things that you're doing that really make you stand out? Because test scores are a given. Everybody has great test scores, and they need to to even be considered for Columbia. But it's what are you doing outside of that, really? These were the high fives brought to you by... College Matters. Alma Matters. Matters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I'm sure you want to hear the entire podcast with Dominic. So without further ado, here is Dominic Perkage. Okay, so let me welcome you to our podcast first, uh, College Matters, Alma Matters. I'm uh, really looking forward to this conversation about your years at Columbia. So uh, thanks for making the time. Yeah, likewise. No, please, not a problem. I'm always happy to speak about it for sure. Fabulous. So maybe uh, we, can, we can start with some general impressions of uh, your Columbia years, uh, looking back a little bit now. Um, what, what were your overall thoughts? Um, overall thoughts were that I absolutely loved it. Um, so I, as a little bit of background, I came from, I was born and raised in Michigan, in a suburb in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So coming out to a big city in New York City was a lot for me to take in initially, but I think mm-hmm. coming, going to school and being in a big city like New York, 
from the yeah. ages of 18 to 22 are mm-hmm. pivotal to your development. And you see and experience things that you will not be able to see or experience anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot for me to take in initially, but overall it's been unbelievable. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm back at Columbia for grad school for round two, <laughs> because I absolutely loved my undergrad experience. So I decided to really commit and go back to school there for my MBA. So. Okay. So let's sort of go back and uh, you mentioned uh, growing up in Michigan. So um, why did you choose Columbia? Yeah. So I guess for me, it came down to University of Pennsylvania, um, Brown University and Columbia were like mm-hmm. my three choices that I was really weighing between. Uh-huh. Um, and ultimately, Columbia, you know, people say, you know, you kind of just have this feeling, you know what I mean? When you're making yeah, a yeah, yeah. decision, you yeah. have that internal feeling. I kind of, I had that when I came to Columbia and the city, I think is what really pulled me in that direction. Like I, I think you can't go wrong with a, a, any of these Ivy league institutions. They're all yeah. top tier institutions. You're going to learn a lot. You're going right. to need amazing people. Um, you're going to get great exposure, but the city was a major differentiator. New York city is, you know, far in and above Philadelphia. No offense to any of the Philadelphia <laughs> listeners, right? But and that's my opinion, honestly. There's just It's so vast. There's so much you can do, so much you can see. And then with regards to Brown, I mean, you know, it was locationally not – I was it was not preferred, you know, being in Rhode yeah. Island. So, yeah. A little bit about your high school. What were you like? I know you were – big into football and beyond. So tell us about that. Yeah, sure. So I went to an all boys Catholic high school in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, which is the suburb I grew up in. I played football in high school. I was at a Christian brother's school. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a big component of schooling was kind of giving back to the community. So we had mandatory service hours that we had to deliver on yearly, um, Mm -hmm. which it was mandated, but it was actually a great thing. And I think that obviously adds to the depth of your resume. You know, mm-hmm. I was a part of the National Honor Society. I mm-hmm. really pushed school. I really pushed school hard um, in the mm-hmm. classroom and was taking a lot of different honors classes, AP classes, you name it, especially mm-hmm. in the later years, like junior and senior year. Sure. Um, but realistically, I mean, by the time you get to senior year, you know, you've already applied to a lot of these colleges and right. you've heard back from a lot of them. So, you know, they, they always say, you know, don't let off the gas, don't let off the gas, but you can relax a little bit. You can take a little bit of a breather senior year, right? Because right. I, I kind of fell into the trap of just pushing the envelope way too hard. And my senior year was a very, very, very difficult one. And by far the most difficult year academically I, I had in mm-hmm. high school. And I don't necessarily, th- I don't think that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else? I mean, yeah, so I mentioned the community service. I did play football in high school, um, and I ended up playing football in college too at Columbia University. So hmm. that was, um, that, that's obviously a huge piece of it. That, that was a huge piece of it. Now, were you, um, recruited as a football player or, um, I mean, at Columbia or did you, apply sort of the normal route so i was recruited um i was recruited at columbia at university of pennsylvania and brown university as a football player 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that that kind of works is there's a what they call the band system. So mm-hmm. there's a tiered system for recruiting. So mm-hmm. you have to fall within a certain threshold with regards to your ACT, SAT scores, and then mm-hmm. your GPA, or else mm-hmm. it's impossible for them to bring you in. So you mm-hmm. still need to go through this process to get accepted by admissions. Mm-hmm. So the standards are very high academically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, the process is obviously a little, it, it's going to be a little different than if you just apply straight yeah. up through admissions. You're chosen Columbia, you show up there. Um, you mentioned a little bit about coming from Michigan to New York city. Um, tell us about the transition to, uh, Columbia. Gosh, you know, the transition was tough, because Columbia, I'm not sure, have you visited Columbia, by the way, or have you been? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with Columbia, I mean, it's right at 116th Street um, in between Broadway and Amsterdam Avenues, and it's pretty much right in the middle of the island of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I kind of came here, and it was it was a lot. I was, like, you know, to be honest, I was homesick as hell. It was a lot. It was tough to make the transition because I was playing football. Mm-hmm. You know, we had new student orientation. Class, the class load was difficult. Um, so classes were tough. The city was really tough to get used to, right? Mm-hmm. Everything you're looking at is just brand new. There was a ridiculous amount of stimulation occurring. Okay. Like, you know, for the whole first year, pretty much, you're just overstimulated. There's so much <laughs> going on and it's so hard for you to even really, um, to really soak it all in that first year. So the whole first sure. year, you're basically just, you know, it was it was almost like you're wandering around the city and you're trying to get your bearings, but it's very difficult to. And then the second year, you kind of really come into your own, right? And you get a little more, you get more comfortable with the city. Um, and then obviously third and fourth years, you know, you feel like a, you know, you feel like a New Yorker by then because sure. you've gotten sure. enough, ex- yeah, you've gotten enough exposure to it that you're, you're much more comfortable. But transition academically, mm-hmm was difficult um the class load was definitely demanding and at columbia we have a um we have a rigorous core schedule mm-hmm. for you know freshmen and sophomores that they must partake in so there are mandatory classes that you need to take like um contemporary civilizations literature humanities um frontiers of science mm-hmm. and and even we had to take an art class and a music class and they're not your average art or music classes you know i ended up believe it or not right i'll tell you i'm not too proud to say this but i got a b minus in an mm-hmm. art class mm-hmm. and you know i remember telling my parents i said geez i said guys i got this b minus my mom said are you kidding me she said <laughs> b minus in an art class and i said mom this is not your typical art class i mean the exams were really difficult right we were right. writing long papers on various forms of art. And to me, I mean, I was a suburb kid. You know, I grew up yeah. in Michigan. I mean, I hadn't been to, I really hadn't been to any sort of museum. Right. Really, to be honest with you. I mean, with the exception of a couple here and there, maybe when I went on vacations with my family. But so actually being able to, you know, take these novel ideas, these things that you haven't had much exposure to, and mm-hmm. being able to dissect them in a way that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. that's kind of that that's really what the core is about and the nice thing about it though too is that it gives you a lot of exposure to the city you're forced to go to these you're you're forced to go to these orchestras right sure, you go sure. to the lincoln center right 
you're watching performances, you are going to the Met Museum, you know, you're, you're yeah. touching all these different points. So it actually, it really forces you to kind of get out there and explore the city too, which I thought was awesome. And um, that experience is something you never forget. What did you think of your uh, classmates, your peers? Mm. So my classmates, my peers. Well, I think overall, um, it's you're, you're obviously dealing with a very, very intelligent subset of people, right? Because the people that are getting into Columbia are going to be hyper intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're hyper competitive too. That's the other thing. So academically, you know, a lot of the students, it's there's this super competitive environment that you're in consistently. And sometimes it can be really stressful for some, Um, really, really stressful for some, but for the most part, you're dealing with super intelligent people, right? Mm -hmm. And from a diversity perspective, you have, I think some of the, you have probably the most diverse student body out there, right? At Columbia, in my opinion, right? From what I've seen in my classrooms. um, I mean, we had some of, the wealthiest people, some of the poorest people, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at, like, socioeconomic class, completely mm-hmm. spread out. Mm-hmm. You have people from all sorts of different backgrounds all over the world. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was extremely valuable. Again, being a suburb kid, you know, right. born and raised in Michigan, coming out here and seeing people from, you know, I had a really good friend of mine from India. I had mm-hmm. close friends from Pakistan from China that were in my classes and were offering these really interesting viewpoints that I had never heard before. Mm-hmm. And I think that is crucial. That is really crucial. And, you know, Columbia really hangs their hat on having an ultra diverse, you know, student set. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it benefits you to go to a school that, that takes pride in that. And that has a diverse group of individuals, you know, What did you think of the teaching, the professors, the classes? Now, the professors were interesting. You know, I mentioned earlier that I got this B minus in art, yeah. right? Yeah. And other classmates of mine, other peers, you know, friends that I had that, you know, were in different art classes with different professors, you know, they got A's. You know, they right. got A's, they got A pluses. They said, geez, it was such an easy class. <laughs> so I think really what it comes down to a lot, especially with the core classes, it's who your professor is. Yeah. Um, and I think with college in general, a lot of it just boils down to who your professor is because a lot of the classes you're taking, unless you're taking math or statistics and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, the classes that are going to involve you writing papers that are more subjective, less yeah. objective, yeah. it's going to come down to the professor that you're dealing with and how difficult they are or are not. Um, so for the most part, I mean, look, at Columbia, you're dealing with professors with awesome track records um, that have done unbelievable amounts of um, research. Mm-hmm. And they really and they've had unbelievable amounts of education backing them. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing that I experienced, at least, was that there were a few professors that had a serious language barrier. And mm-hmm. that was immensely difficult. So in my, my art class I had a teacher that had I had a professor I should say that had a language barrier um she was a Chinese professor extremely sharp right Mm -hmm. but there was a little bit of a language barrier there and then with my economics class my principles of economics course I had another professor professor that had a language barrier and Mm -hmm. 
it makes things a little difficult, you know. So sure, I, sure. I, I, and I ran into that twice. But mm-hmm. for the most part, you're dealing with, I mean, sophisticated, well-rounded professors. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you, so you played football in college. So how did you balance that with the workload, the academic workload and stuff? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, That was difficult you know i i kind of, i think i was just kind of used to balancing it all um mm-hmm. because i played sports you know kind of my whole life so i was right. used to balancing it all and mm-hmm. having less time to actually get things done mm-hmm. um but coming to college the time commitment for football right specifically mm-hmm. and the time commitment for school was actually far far greater than mm-hmm. it ever was in high school Um, you know, during the season, they were, you know, we were spending over 40 hours a week, you know, between trainings and watching film and games. So it was a lot, Mm -hmm. but I think realistically, if you're smart about your time in college, you don't really have many commitments outside of school. You don't have many commitments. In this case, I was playing football too. So I had football and I had school were my two primary commitments that I was really focused on. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're not worried about too much. So you have a lot of time. You really do have a lot of time. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's doable. You can get the job done. No problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people kind of knock on Columbia and they say, well, you know, Columbia out of all the Ivy league schools, they call it like the most rigorous and you know, it's the most demanding and there's the most workload associated with Columbia. Uh-huh. And don't, don't get me wrong. There, there is a lot. And it was not an easy, um, it was not an easy go around uh-huh. by any means. But with that said, there's definitely more than enough time for you to get done what you need to get done. Okay. Um, what position did you play, by the way? Um, so I actually ended up playing um, defensive tackle. Hmm. You're a big guy. Yeah. Um. So I, yeah, I, I ended up I ended up um, putting on a lot of weight. I came in and I was like 225 pounds, 225, 227. And I ended up leaving college, and I was pushing, you know, 280, a little over 280. Hmm. So got 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 pretty big in a short span of time. <laughs> well, um, yeah. While we are on the subject, you didn't you didn't think of going professional, or it was that sort of still just a I don't want to call it a hobby. You played varsity football, so um, you didn't think of it as a career. Um, so I, for a moment, I did actually, um, for a brief moment, I did potentially think of it as a career. I I had, you know, a good career at Columbia and played well, but to make it to the next level, um, and play professionally is extremely, extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. And coming from an Ivy league school where we're not, I mean, we're division one, double a, right. So we're still, I mean, it's good football. Don't get me wrong. It's competitive, solid football. But this is not – it's not Alabama level yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. You know what right. I mean? So right. it's its really difficult to make that transition. And I thought about it, and I tried, and I was training for it. And it mm-hmm. just it, it didn't end up working out. And then I switched gears and jumped straight into working. Okay, so let's come back to Columbia. Um, let's uh, talk a little bit about the campus life. Um, maybe we can talk about the dorms and then for the social, cultural, and – other kinds of organizations for sure um so there are you know a host of dorms Uh, coming in as a freshman you're going to stay at a dorm called carmen 
Major- mm-hmm. The vast majority of freshmen stay at Carmen. So it's like mm-hmm. an exclusively all freshman dorm, with the exception mm-hmm. of the RAs on each floor are uh-huh. sometimes going to be, you know, upperclassmen. But you will have freshmen in Carmen, and that's a really, really fun time because you get to meet all of your classmates. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you you know, run up and down the stairwells between the floors. You're meeting the different classmates on various floors. And, you know, during new st- student orientation, during the NSOP, which is new st- student orientation program, mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the year, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Unfortunately, because I was, well, fortunately or unfortunately, right, because I was playing football, right. I, and a lot of my training times contradicted with a lot of the NSOP events. I missed yeah. out on a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but NSOP is like an awesome, awesome way to meet a lot of your classmates. Mm-hmm. Um, and people end up, you know, finding, finding other individuals that they're interested in. Right. And they end up, mm-hmm. you know, developing serious friendships with and living together even mm-hmm. in the future based off mm-hmm. of that, that first right. couple weeks coming in. Right. Right. Um, so for dorms, there are some dorms that are spread out a little further off campus too. There's a part of campus called EC, which is like East Campus, mm-hmm. where the upperclassmen live, where you have some of the nicest dorms on the entire uh-huh. campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the way that it operates is there's this bidding system. So if you're a senior, you get the most points. Mm-hmm. But, the, but there's a lottery system, I should say, right? There, yeah. There's a yeah. lotto system. If you're a senior, you get the most points, juniors. And it kind of goes down in descending order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get associated a number, right, as well. So all mm-hmm. seniors go first and then juniors, right? And then it's associated to that number. So mm-hmm. that's how you can choose your housing. Um, and some people have gotten, like, the short end of the of the straw, per se. And yeah. they, you know, honestly got a rough number. And they would have to live in, you know, the less desirable dorms. Sure, sure. But for the most part, I mean, look, all the dorms are safe. They're clean. Columbia's on top of it, um, and I had a lot of fun. I mean, I was living with a group of seven total guys mm-hmm. that were some of my closest friends, uh-huh. and that were all guys that I played football with. And we uh-huh. lived at a place called um, Claremont, so it's mm-hmm. right. It's forty-seven Claremont. It's right off Claremont Avenue, so it's a little further away from campus. Mm-hmm. And it was an unbelievable setup. I mean, we absolutely loved it, and we lived there for two years. And then our senior year, so freshman year Claremont, two, or I'm sorry, freshman year Carmen, sophomore and junior year Claremont, and then senior year we went to EC, which was East Campus. So what what, what kind of activities on campus? I mean, I guess you didn't have much time for most of it. Unfortunately, I did not, but there are a plethora of student organizations. Um you know, there are so, so many student organizations and they're all really great ways to kind of get involved mm-hmm. and to give back to, to the community. Some of them are more community geared. Some of them are more Columbia College focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of interesting things you can do on that end, right? There's definitely mm-hmm. no shortage of things you can get involved with. I think the the only thing I would tell some students, right, that are thinking about, you know, going to Columbia full-time, right, and are not athletes, right? Yeah. So they do have a lot of free time. I think you just have to be – or they have more free time, right, if yeah. they were just doing school. They just have to be careful to not overdo it, right? Yeah. I think that, that that would be my one thing because I think it's easy to say, oh, geez, you're looking around and you say, wow, these are some really cool groups. I can meet some great people. Like, let's start doing it. 
and the next thing you know, you're in <laughs> you're in slightly over your head, and then it's right. really kind of taking a toll on you. <laughs> That's true. So, what did you do in the off season? I mean, uh, were you how did you keep yourself occupied? Um, so the off season, I, you know, we were all pushing for internships. Um, I okay. Yeah. So worked in the off season, worked out with the team too on the evenings in the yeah. off season, like during the summer. Yeah. Um, or, or when you say off season, you just mean, you know, in the I just fall. meant, I meant your football off season. I mean, I, I'm assuming oh. you guys in the second, you know, typically in the spring semesters, you probably then play, right? So. Yeah, so w- when it was the football off season, I mean, we have spring ball, so we have our season in the fall time, or okay. in the summer, fall time, and then we have, um, in the springtime, we have spring football, spring ball. Oh, you do? Um, okay. We do. It's for a condensed period of time, though, so yeah. it's only, it's a little, what is it, a little, may- maybe a month of football, um, mm-hmm. of contact practice. In the off season, we were just working out a lot, training, and mm-hmm. during the off season, since we have more time, and mm-hmm. we're not as focused on like watching film, practicing and whatnot, we would pick up our course load. So we okay. would lift our credits up so that during the season, our credits, we could lower, bring our credits down to a more manageable number. Okay. So let's, let's sort of talk summers and internship then. What, how did your different summers go? Yeah. So the summers went well. Um, I think Columbia, has a great um enri- they have great enrichment services they really do mm-hmm. and there are a lot of resources that are offered to you as a student and what it really comes down to though these resources are offered to you they're not just you know people these people are not going out of their way to say hey Venkat, you know i i see you're a student and you're looking for this internship you know i'm gonna give you this job i mean it's not right. that simple right <laughs> and right. it's really not that simple anywhere and i think some students especially at columbia they they got a little um you know, they had this illusion going on in their in their minds that they were just, oh, you know, they're they're Columbia student. You know, they can get whatever job they want. And, right. you know, New York, Columbia is a great school. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I absolutely loved it. And I think it's a tremendous institution academically. But yeah, New York City is a beast of its own. It's hyper, hyper competitive. Right. It's difficult yeah. to get yeah. internships and it's difficult to get jobs. So it's the students need to take the onus and they need to take the onus and actually reach out. So there are a lot of resources, right? We have a bunch of different resources with regards to internships and like job postings as well through Mm -hmm. our, through our enrichment program, which is super beneficial. There are a lot of alumni that you can connect with that are usually very helpful and more than willing to speak. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was sophomore year, freshman year. I went actually back home to Michigan um, after freshman year ended um, for the summer. And then sure. sophomore year, I got an internship at a nonprofit called Kids in the Game. And then mm-hmm. junior year, I got an internship at a commercial real estate services firm called CBRE. Mm-hmm. And then after senior year, I jumped straight into um, commercial real estate full time. Let's talk a little bit about your major, uh, how you ended up picking political science and government. Yes. Um, so... You know, Columbia gives you a little bit of time you know, that first year to mm-hmm. get your bearings. You're taking all the core classes. You're meeting other classmates, right? Mm-hmm. And you have some time to kind of let this whole idea of what major you want going forward to kind of soak in. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was really focused on t- 
taking classes that I was genuinely interested in. And what I was genuinely interested in at the time, and I continue to be, it was politics. And I was interested mm-hmm. in political science. And then I was mm-hmm. interested in psychology, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up ultimately majoring in political science and going that route. Mm-hmm. And I am a big believer still, and I was then and I still am now, that you know your major does not define you and it doesn't pigeonhole you. Right. you know, into not being able to get other opportunities. Sure. Right. So, sure. because some people say, oh, geez, I can't get a, I can't do a political science major because then I'm never going to be able to go into banking or I'm never yeah. going to be able to do X, Y, Z. And that's just not the case. I mean, it, it may be a little more difficult, right. If you're not an econ major or an accounting yeah. major to go to some of these places, right. Or to do some of these jobs that are outside of that specific realm. Mm-hmm. But it's by no means impossible and you should not feel pigeonholed by it. So I genuinely, I took the approach that, hey, I want to take classes that I'm genuinely interested in, Mm -hmm. which will make my life and my overall experience at Columbia more enjoyable. And it will make studying and putting together the deliverables for these classes much easier, too, because I actually enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. No, that's a good point. I mean, major doesn't equal equal career is sort of a good good phrase to use. Um, Why commercial real estate? How did that happen? So I, there are actually two Columbia alumni that I know really well and I formed good relationships with over the Mm -hmm. years that are in commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. And I've met with them. I've spoken with them. And there's something about New York City, right? When you look at the skyline, Mm -hmm. it's just a beautiful thing, right? It's like, look, human beings created that, right? (laughs) Over how many years? And I would love to have, you know, to have a say in some of that, right? And yeah. to leave a leave an impression there. So that's kind of what is initially made me gravitate towards commercial real estate. Um, and then I had this internship my junior year, and I absolutely loved it. And I said, you know what? Let's jump into this full time. Okay, so that kind of leads me to the next point, um, which is how do you think your years in, at Columbia have shaped what you've done post-college? Wow. So my years at Columbia, um, hmm, I think they were really pivotal to me getting the, ultimately to me getting the opportunity that I have now, right? Mm -hmm. Right now I'm working Mm -hmm. at a commercial real estate technology firm. My previous role was, you know, in a commercial, I was a commercial real estate brokerage professional. And Mm -hmm. my experience at Columbia was pivotal to me getting these opportunities the mm-hmm. people that I met at Columbia were extremely important to me and continue to be super important to me. And I continue to learn so much from them mm-hmm. and to develop those relationships. So it's been definitely very, very, very valuable to me. And I've been a guy that, you know, I guess my approach is always to, you know, make the most out of all your situations and to always be grateful for what you have. Mm-hmm. So with that mentality, I was always big on any resource that I knew about that was being given to me, right. That I was going to have access to. Mm-hmm. I made sure to capitalize on it because not capitalizing on any of the resources that they let you know about is mm-hmm. doing a complete disservice to you. And you will not get the full exposure or the full experience that you're looking to get out of coming to Columbia. If you could redo those four years or go back in time and would you take a different route? Would you do anything differently? 
say, for oh, example, geez. would you not play football or, you know? That's a you... good question. I definitely, definitely would still play football um, okay. because I loved it. And I, I have some of my closest friends on the planet I've made through the game okay. um, and through my years at Columbia. But I think what would I do differently? I think I, I really am not a guy that ever likes to look back and think sure, about regrets, sure. right? But the question's forcing me to do so. And I think one thing I would do a little differently is um, – I think it would, tr- it would be to try to get more involved with some of the um, student organizations, some of the different groups, uh-huh. um, because I felt like I kind of I had my head down a lot with fo- between football and school. Yeah. I really had my head down and I was just hyper focused on football and school. And I wasn't as involved as I would have liked to be. And I wasn't meeting as many students that were not playing football. Mm-hmm. that were just students at Columbia as I would have liked to. So I think that's the one thing that I think I would have tried to find to find some sort of adjustment there. Hmm. Fair enough. I mean, I think that's, that's a great point, actually. And I find usually people talk about just something like that, which is, I wish I was more involved. I wish I had met more people. I wish I had done, you know, this, that, and the other. Mostly around, they're not so much as regrets, like you're saying, you said. I, I think it's more around having gone through it. You don't know what you're, you know, it's the first time. Just looking back, you say, I wish I'd done this, that, or the other. But anyway, there's no going back. So let's go forward. That is <laughs> what would you tell these aspiring students um, about applying to college, going to Columbia? What would your advice be? Okay, so I think... Um... It's a stressful time for a lot of the students, and I completely get it. You know, between the ACT and the SAT and the college essays and this and that, I mean, there's so many things that go into it. Um, But I think the important thing that you need to focus on for Columbia, you know, Mm -hmm. I speak to Columbia specifically, is that there there has to be a differentiator. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really putting together the essays is really about telling a story on why you deserve to be at Columbia mm-hmm. and what value you're going to kind of, what what kind of value you're going to bring to Columbia. Right. And the value yeah. could simply be that, Hey, I went through this particular experience in my life and it's completely shaped the way I do things moving forward. And I think that it's going to bring value to my classmates at Columbia moving forward for them to actually see my perspective or hear mm-hmm. my perspective on things. But I think really it comes down to telling a good story. Everybody has great test scores. Really, everybody has great test scores. That's right. You know, you're competing with the top, top tier students across the entire world that are mm-hmm. applying to Columbia and other schools like Columbia. But I feel like the differentiators are what are you doing on the side? You know, mm-hmm. do you play an instrument? Are you involved in, you know, any charity work? Are you giving back to your community? Right? Like, what are some of the things that you're doing that really make you stand out? Because test scores are a given. Everybody has great test scores, and they need to to even be considered for Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. But it's what are you doing outside of that, really? I think that's mm-hmm. the important piece. And how are you telling – how are you conveying that story in a way that is going to be the most powerful for the admissions officers that are reviewing your essays? Okay, so, Dominic, we are – nearing the end of our podcast before we sign off here. 
just wanted to give you a chance to talk about any happy memory, some tradition at Columbia or anything that we might not have touched on, uh, something that you think listeners might be interested in. Hmm. You know, I think, what do I want to touch on here? You know, let's just mention, I'm going to give a shout out to Milano's Market, um, mm-hmm. which is a deli real close by that has some of the best sandwiches in the city. I uh-huh. absolutely love it. And they are super supportive of all Columbia University students and Columbia Athletics, too. So that's that, that that's a that's a shameless plug for Milano Market. Right? <laughs> it's like my favorite spot in the whole damn city. Um, so that's a good memory. And fortunately, now that I'm going back to school, right, at mm-hmm. Columbia for my MBA, I stop yes. by there, you know, once a week here and there. <laughs> um, but what what else? I, I think, I mean, you, you have a lot of memories in the library, honestly. A lot a lot of solid memories in the library, in, um, in Butler Library, which is such a beautiful library. It's like the campus is gorgeous. You know, I love the campus. And it's uh-huh. one of those things where it never really gets old. You know, it's like this little oasis in the middle of the city. And you uh-huh. look around, you know, if you're on College Walk and you look around at Lowe Library and Butler Library on either side of you, right, mm-hmm. right, right on either side of 116th Street, and it just makes you grateful because a lot of unbelievable people have come and gone through Columbia. And mm-hmm. to be one, you know, it, it feels pretty awesome. I guess that that's like, that's my, those are kind of like my memories. You know, as far as traditions go, I mean, Columbia has a bunch. They have the Columbia fight song and learning a little bit about the history of Columbia is actually quite, quite interesting, which I'm sure, you know, as students come in, they'll definitely pick up on some of it um, because it has definitely has super rich history. Um, But that's pretty much it. Fantastic. So Dominic, um, let me thank you for your time. Uh, your generosity in terms of information and detail and sharing these personal stories. I'm sure uh, the aspiring students all over would appreciate it. So thank you again. And we'll talk some more later on in the future. But for now, take care, be safe, and good luck with your MBA. Thank you, Vanka. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Sure thing. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Dominic Perkage about Columbia University. This is a story of a newbie who becomes a New Yorker. There's more, of course. Dominic's story is one of passion combined with discipline. He enjoyed playing football for Columbia. He made lifelong friends playing football. He got to enjoy the sandwiches at Milano Market. But Dominic was also clear that he didn't want to pursue football as a career. He worked hard in his classes. He used the summers to try out different options, one of which commercial real estate in New York City turned out to be his first job upon graduation. I hope Dominic's experience motivates you to dig deeper into Columbia University. For questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast today. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash almamatters to check us out. 
Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you. College Matters. Alma Alma Matters. Matters.